Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. So it's great to be able to share some thoughts this morning. I hope I don't get too bored, boring with you. Hope you don't get bored with me, I mean, not the other way around. But we've got a lot to go through this morning. We have great people that will be sharing some vision in a couple of minutes' time. I just want to start by saying how faithful is our Father in heaven? I just want to declare it. I want to, I want to just say it's, it's about our Father in heaven, all the glory to him, all the praises to him, all the thanks to him um, for all that he's done over this last couple of years. And I wanted to not reflect on, but just to bring some highlights from the last couple of years, just from a um, probably a, 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 um, a, a sarcastic, little bit of sarcastic point of view. The last couple of years, we've endured 36 weeks of closures, lockdowns. Uh, we, ha- we didn't have a Sunday night service from July the 21st to December um, 2021. We had social distancing in the early days of, of COVID. We, have, uh, we had um, 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 regular sanitising of the building. You would leave and then we would all sanitise the building. Remember that? We did all that and that as well. We had no hugs. Give someone an elbow. Don't shake hands. Wear a mask. Do church online. Four square to meet, meet, meet a rule. Only so many can come. Only the vax can come. But here we are today. Hallelujah. And I give all the glory to God that he's been so faithful. He has, he has provided us. He has kept us together. He has strengthened us. And I believe that we are more than well positioned for the future that God has for us as a local church. And today it's such an honour to be able to share some of the aspects of Shell Harbour Community Church as we are known. But before we talk about the future, I always think it's important that we reflect on the past. And this morning I just wanted to acknowledge all of the people that have gone before us. I look around the building this morning and I see many faces, many people that have been in this church for 15, 20, 30 years, some are 30 years plus that have been in the local church here, and many that have gone on to glory. And I wanted to acknowledge all of their sacrifice, all of their giving, all of their love, all of their heart, all of their support, all of their laying down their lives so that the church could be where it is today. And because of that, we now, as the, the, the now generation and the, few genera- the new, next generation and the coming generation, have an opportunity and a responsibility continue, to continue to build the house of God. Amen? And so I just wanted to acknowledge all those amazing people before we jump into it this morning. As we all move forward, our prayer is that we would continue to build a legacy for those who are to come. Amen? And we talked this morning, and Rach prayed for our children this morning, and we want to keep doing that because they are the future of the local church, as are our youth and our young adults as well. And today, 14 years on, Rach and I still count it as the greatest privilege to be pastors of Shell Harbour Community Church. I still get a bit emotional about saying that, but what a joy and a privilege it is for us to have the incredible um, the privilege of being able to do this. For the, us, the journey started nearly 14 years ago when we were asked to move from Newcastle to Shell Harbour. Just a little bit of background. Many people have heard this many times, but I think it's good to share. Previous to this, Rachel and I were senior ministers of City Life Church in Newcastle, as it had been called, and we'd been senior ministers for that, for that, of that church for seven years. Rachel and I were asked to take on the role as senior pastors, and what a journey it was. We got married, we went on two weeks honeymoon, then became the senior pastors of a local church. A wild ride, but all the glory to God, amen. He kept us through and got us through to this point. We love Newcastle dearly and love the people that God had other plans. And in June of 2008, our national oversight asked if we would move from Newcastle to Shell Harbour. We must admit when we were first asked to move, we thought, no, it's just not the time. 
We'd finally got our kids into some, one of the greatest schools in, in uh, the Newcastle area. I'd, we'd bought this beautiful little house. We had a garage. It was a six-car garage. I mean, it was a man's dream. It was awesome. They had a little section carpeted there for the fishing rods and reels and the boat and whatnot. It's like, how could God ever ask us to move from there to here? But over a six-week period of time, as we were just praying and waiting on God, and we were offered lots of bribes, just joking, but we just felt after that six-week period that it was the right thing to do, even though on our heads it didn't all make sense. Who knows, often God will ask you to do things that you can't actually work out with your mind. Come on. There are things called steps of faith. A step of faith is not about the knowing, it's about the obedience. Hello? Anyway, so we got to the end of that six-week period and felt that we needed to take the step and move to Shell Harbour. It was within that three-month transition, backwards and forwards, every second week we would travel from Newcastle to Shell Harbour and we would be here for the weekend and meet people and preach on a Sunday. But it was through that three-month transition that we believed that God was laying on our hearts the DNA for our local church. And the first word that captured our attention as we arrived on the, one of the first trips on this wall here was a big word that said community, and underneath that I think it was community, community church. And that was the first word that captured our heart um, as we came, that word community. And over the next three months, God started to lay three scriptures on our heart that I believe still today are very, very relevant and important to who we are and who we are becoming in the future as Shell Harbour Community Church. And the first one is in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Over three months, we felt these scriptures lit our heart and still light it today. In Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven that they might see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That was the first one that captured our heart. Then in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. And again, underscoring that word there, doing good. Then the last one that we felt that God gave us was in Isaiah chapter 58, 6 to 7. I love this. Is this not the fast I have chosen? to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out, and when you see the naked, that you cover them, and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Three scriptures, all those years ago, 14 years ago, that I still believe are so important to us, and who we are, and who we are becoming now, and in the future as well. It was from these three, these verses of scripture that we felt and still do that our church was called and is called to be a church that demonstrates the love of Jesus through and by our actions. And over the last 14 years, we've been committed to serving our local church, our local community, excuse me. And today, it's, with my, it's my great joy to share with you our vision and mission statement that we believe reflects who we are as a church and how we are going to outwork these. So I wanted to share with you firstly, this is our vision statement. This is what we believe is meant to be residing in the heart of every member of Shell Harbour Community Church. This is what we are about. Our vision is we empower people to live Christ-centered lives, building a church where everyone is welcomed, everyone is needed, and everyone is discipled. 
That's our vision as a local church. We empower people to live lives that are centered around Jesus, to build a church where everyone is welcome, everyone is needed, and everyone is discipled. In fact, one of our values, which should be up on the screen, we value the call to make disciples. It's essential and central to all that we do. We aim to be a church ready for the harvest where every member is equipped to disciple another and those who are far away from God. Well, over the course of this year and over the last year as well and over the last number of years, our vision has been outworked in a number of ways. And one of the ways that we outwork that vision for discipleship is through our connects and our crews. And I want to invite Kim to come on up this morning. She's going to talk a little bit about that. Kim oversees connects. Give her a big round of applause, everyone. Love it. Well, hello, everyone. What a privilege to be here on Vision and Blessing Sunday. Um, yeah, my name's Kim. I look after um, discipleship. Um, and I'm really excited about discipleship. Um, I don't know what comes to your mind when you hear the word discipleship. I'm sure that if I looked around the room, there'd be so many different things that come to your mind because there's so many different aspects to it. Um, But I've been studying discipleship lately, and God just gave me a picture of what discipleship's like. It's like growth, like a plant. And I just want to share that with you really quickly before I share about connect groups, because if you just get it in your mind, it's just such a beautiful picture that God was showing me. You know, a plant grows first by seeds. Seeds are just scattered. They're just scattered all over the place, right? And it's when the seed actually dies under the ground, is buried and dies, that it starts to grow. And that's a, a picture of salvation. You know, the word says, Jesus said he scattered the seeds. And then when the seed dies, it starts to grow. And that's the time of salvation for us. And we start to grow. But when we start to grow, you know, anyone who's planted, you know, when Woolies was giving out those little seeds and you put those seeds, I mean, it takes a bit to get that seed to grow, doesn't it? It comes up and it's like this tiny little shoot. And like, you know, it's got to be in the right conditions, doesn't it, to grow. It's not going to go anywhere if it doesn't have the right conditions. And so, you know, it's like us. We're like We're like that. We need to work on getting in the right conditions in order to grow. And it gets stronger as it grows, doesn't it? It gets a few leaves, you know, and then it gets even better when it starts to produce a beautiful flower, doesn't it? And the flower smells good and it looks good. It's attractive to others. And that's what starts to happen in our lives when we're growing well and growing strong in God. We start to become beautiful, attracted to others because the fruit of the Spirit starts to come in us, love and joy, peace and patience and transformation. The old ways start to go and the new ways start to come, don't they? And it doesn't just stop there, does it? Because the flowers then produce fruit. I learned this from my husband who teaches ag at Calderwood Christian School. You know, I thought, oh, I love the flower. And he's like, you know, but it produces fruit next. And the fruit then becomes something that you can give away, doesn't it? It's something other people, you can give to others, right? And then inside the fruit is what? Seeds, more seeds. And discipleship is that pathway all the way through to producing more seeds to scatter and to reproduce and for more, just like what God's done in you can happen in others in your life and through your life. That's the pathway of discipleship. It's beautiful, isn't it? And all of us are on there no matter where we're at. Some people might even just be a seed that's been scattered. You've come here and you thought, oh, I wonder what God's all about. And he might be calling you today to die, give your life to Jesus and grow into a beautiful um, person in Christ with Jesus in your life. So we are so excited about that pathway of discipleship in our church. And we've been working on teams and building teams um, to help people to grow and to become all that God created us to be. It's so exciting. 
Each and one of us has a beautiful call, good works that he's called us to walk in. And so we have our evangelism team, which started about three years ago, a beautiful team. We're going to hear about that later, but we have an evangelism team happening in our church, the seed scatterers. All of us are evangelists, of course, not just our team, all of us scattering seeds all the time. And then this year, we're so excited, we launched the Hubs team. And the Hubs team's all about discipleship too. The Hubs teams um, are here on Sunday mornings. They're here to welcome the people who are coming to the f- for the first time, to be there at the door, to stay back after the service and have coffee, just to have a chat with people. They're also for the people who are in the church. All of us, we all need to grow. Some of us might be the little shoot, just wanting to get around someone else who say, you can do it and pray for us. We have our prayer hub, which is part of the Hubs teams as well. And the, that is a fantastic place for people to come and get prayer, prayer for salvation, prayer, if there's something going on in your life that's hindering you and you need to just get past it and you want some people to come around you and stand with you in faith every Sunday after the service, open invitation to the prayer hub. So these are fantastic teams. And we're so excited. The teams came together and we've got more than 30 people on those teams. But I have a vision for like double that because we want so many people milling around the building, welcoming people, ready to share with people, ready to pray with people. We're just so excited about that Hubs team. And so we're celebrating that today, launching that Hubs team. And then the other thing that we need is those small group experiences during the week. Sunday's not enough, is it? Just like a plant, if it just has the sun but it doesn't have the water, It's not going to grow. It needs every part around them, around it to grow. And so we need that too. And that's what our connect groups are. There are midweek opportunities to get around other Christians, to open the Bible, learn how to read the Bible, get deeper into what God says, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, to pray, all of those sorts of things go on in our crew and connect groups. And we're really looking forward to growing those even more, spending more time on growing those um, in the coming um, months, coming up at the end of the year. And... um, The other part of growing personally, and I'm almost done, is our own personal growth, isn't it? We've got our our friends and our family, but it's up to us, our family in the church of God, I mean, um, but it's up to us as well to take responsibility for our faith and to get into those places and be a part of those places. And so we've developed um, a devotional that we give out periodically, and this is a fantastic thing to take some time individually every day. it, It guides you how to pray, how to open the Bible, how to consider, how you can share your faith. Such an amazing tool as well. We'll be giving out one of these out after Easter, so get excited. So there's just so many exciting things going on in the life of our church to help us to grow into the beautiful things that God's called us to do. So that's what I just wanted to encourage you all in. Get excited, get involved. Um, come and talk to me if you want to um, find out more about anything I talked about. I'd love to have a chat with you and introduce you to others who are on the journey. It's a beautiful thing that's going on in the life of our church. Awesome. Thank you, Mrs. Mrs. Zima. If you are interested in being involved, we encourage you to speak to Kim as well. Another couple of things that we want to share with you as well around fulfilling our vision of discipleship is our growth tracks and our greenhouse. Rach, come on up this morning if you would. Rach does an amazing job with Dave, her husband, with youth. But it's not only youth, it's a lot of discipleship and Bible study as well. So look forward to hearing from you. Amen. God called me into ministry and I really wanted to be equipped for ministry you know we want educated plumbers we want educated um, 
pilots, and I believe it's important that we have people who are well-trained for ministry. And so I really wanted to study in ministry, and there was nothing in the area. So if I wanted to study in ministry, I had to um, either do it online or drive up to Sydney to study, which, which wasn't realistic for me at that point in time. And so I um, ended up doing all my study online, and I had a great experience, but it was a real challenge. It's really difficult to study without any community, no one else who's learning what you're learning, going through what you're going through. And so... Um, I had this like idea and this stirring from like a while that it would be great if there could be something down here, but I didn't really see myself having any sort of role in that. And then um, one day I was in the staff tea room um, opening a jar of salsa and I like tried to open the lid and I couldn't get it. So I was there like I had like a knife up under the lid and I was trying to open this jar of salsa to pop the seal. And in the midst of this totally mundane activity that had nothing to do with anything, I really felt God said to me, I want you to start a Bible college in this church. And I was like, random, but that's cool. All right, <laughs> like, great. And then a couple months later, Pastor Shane was like, hey, I really think it'd be great to start something like that. And I was like, oh yeah, God mentioned something like that to me. I'd be keen to be part of it if you were ever interested. And he was like, absolutely. And so we went on this journey of thinking, what can we offer as a training space here in this church? Both for those who have an interest in really studying, getting ministry experience, wanting to go into ministry, and for those who just want to learn, who want to, can't study full-time, but who just want a place to come and learn and grow in their relationship with God. And so that was kind of how the greenhouse was born. Now, the name of the greenhouse is because a greenhouse is a place of accelerated growth. So like the little seedlings that mum was talking about, if you put them in a greenhouse, they'll grow a lot quicker. And so we really wanted to create that sort of environment here in the church. And um, I'm just passionate about the whole idea of study because I believe that there's, so, there's a lot of ways that we can know and love God and go deeper in our relationship with God. But one of the key ones is through through study, through, through knowing God with our mind, through seeking Him out. God has made Himself known in Jesus, but He's also made Himself known in a book. And books need to be read and studied and investigated right. and looked into. And I found that there's depths in that um, beyond, like it's shallow enough for a child to play in and deep enough for the scholar to spend a lifetime in. It's both, is the Word of God. And um, my journey has been that as I've studied, I've known God more and I've loved God more. And it's produced great fruit in my life. It's not just head knowledge. It's something that has drawn me nearer to the heart of God. And so that's why I'm so passionate about study. So the two things that we offer as part of the greenhouse is internships. We had four interns graduate in 2020 and all of them are doing amazing things. One of them is like a senior, has just stepped into a senior pastor role in a um, small church in another town. And um, we have people serving here in church. We've got people who are continuing their studies in Queensland. So it's been so exciting to see that. We've got an intern this year who's going to be taking on, um, doing heaps of support for youth while I'm on maternity leave. So we love having interns in the church. And that's something that we offer to anyone who's interested, who wants to go full-time, all in, have like a amazing experience of what it's like to be in ministry, to actually practically be in the day in, day out of ministry, in meetings, in the crisis times when things fall apart, when COVID hits, never again, but it hit three weeks after we started the greenhouse the first time, so got to practice that. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's great. And then the second thing we offer, other than internships, so that's sort of like a full-time thing. The other thing we offer is night classes. So night classes are for those who just want to learn. And you can either do um, studying one subject at a time through night classes with like academic, like you can do assignments and stuff, or you can do it... Um, 
just to come and learn. And we've just started a new semester. It's been so great. We have an amazing class this semester. We have had some fiery discussions and it's been so good to just jump in, dive deeper into the Word of God. Um, we have four subjects that we offer on rotation over the two years. And um, yeah, just, I guess just like the heart behind the greenhouse is that we just want to create a space to learn that we can know God with our minds as well as with our hearts and with our lives. And so, yeah, so love the greenhouse, love what's happening there. And the other thing I want to share about is um, growth tracks. Now, I'm sure some people in this room are like all over it when it comes to growth tracks, know what's going on, but there'll be other people that won't know what's happening with growth tracks. So for everybody, refresher. Basically, our heart behind growth tracks is that we want to make it really, really easy for people to join our church community. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but... Sometimes when you come to a new church, you can feel like a new person for a really long time. You can feel like you're on the outer, you're the new person, you don't know what's going on, you don't know who people are, you don't know where to fit or where to serve. And um, we really want to make it so that when people come and join our church, that we can help them connect in straight away. We can help them find community, find family, find a place to belong and a place to serve straight away. Now we already are growing, having new, new faces here every week, which is so exciting. And we believe that God is calling us into that more and more. So we want to be prepared to steward that well and welcome people in um, really well. So it's a four-week um, sort of course, Growth Tracks, and we offer one week per month. So the idea will be Growth Tracks week one will run starting next month, actually. We're starting a, a fresh course next month, which would be great. And then week two will run in May, week three will run in June. And so we'll offer one module each month over the course of four months. And at the end of four months, people will be sort of invited and welcome to join our church community and become a church member. And we're really excited for the way that this will be a really great pathway in for people to join our church community, to join our church family and to get connected so that we can get to know people as well, like new people that are coming in and enjoy them and enjoy having them as part of our community. Um, so yeah, starts next month. If anybody's interested, we'll have more information coming out about that. But just so we're all, we all know, that's the heart behind Growth Tracks, what we're doing there. So thank you so much. Thank you, Rach. Appreciate that. Awesome. All right, we're just about moving through, which is terrific. Um, last area, and this is something that's been bearing great fruit in the area of discipleship and evangelism, that's Alpha. Amen. So we run Alpha here. John's just going to give us a brief overview of Alpha. Come on up, John, if you would, this morning. Give him a welcome, everyone. Talking briefly about Alpha, and then we'll just start to jump into our mission. Amen. Good morning. How are you guys? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking about everything that's reflecting in what's been said so far, and it really all of that does reflect on this church being a church that includes everyone and says everybody is welcome and everyone is needed. And um, that's certainly how my wife and I, Narelle, felt when we came to this church. We thought, yeah, we want to dig our heels in here. We want to love and serve in this church. And um, this continues to be that place. And as Pastor Shed, Shane says, you know, we've been through all things, but we have just stayed strong. And it's great to see so many faces here this morning in that respect. And um, anyway, Narelle and I, we sort of moved in to follow our hearts in the area of pastoral care and evangelism. And... Um, I have to say that we ran Alpha a couple of years ago. We were going to run it last year, but COVID got in the way. But we're running it now. We're halfway through it. And um, I just want to really motivate people about Alpha because Alpha, if you have a heart to reach the community and a heart for growth, 
then Alpha is a perfect tool. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Narelle and I, we go out in the street with teams and we share the gospel, and that can be a little bit hard work. And there's a bit of pushback here and there, and, and the follow-through isn't necessarily always all that you want it to be. But Alpha is something that has been well-developed. It, uh, I've wrote some Alpha notes on my hands. 1977, Alpha was formed. It's reached more than 24 million people. It's gone out to 100 countries and languages. And um, we're doing Alpha here. And it has been fruitful for us in this church. We've run it, uh, there's three Alphas I've been involved with now in this church. And it's always fruitful. And the thing about Alpha that really inspires me and that I'd like to cast vision in to, to actually attract more people to get the vision of Alpha and its value is we have an opportunity to have a cutting edge and a cutting edge to grow the kingdom because Alpha, every time Alpha is, is run, there's guests and guests are often the one that catch the vision. It's new to them. It's, they may be new to faith. They may be coming back to faith. They may not have thought about God since they were kids and we have people like that in Alpha right now and they're grabbing the vision and they're loving it. And what we want to really see happen in Alpha is that this lot that get the vision, perhaps they get saved, perhaps they get born again. And this has happened with us in the last couple of years in Alpha. But they're the ones that go and tell their friends, their families, their workmates and their colleagues. And there's a fresh batch ready to come in. There's some churches that are running Alpha back to back year after year after year. And it continues to be the cutting edge of fruitfulness for that church. And we can do that in our church as well. And it doesn't have to be church-wide. It can be run in small groups, connect groups, and so on. And um, I was very much refreshed in my vision in our um, crew group. We were talking about it on Friday night. And the Holy Spirit, we, we just had a little, little um, half-hour video on the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I really felt after watching that, you know, Alpha was put back in my heart with regards to Let's make this back-to-back -back and let's have a cutting edge. And if you feel like, where am I going to step in with regards to actually being fruitful and effective, come and have a chat with me, if you would, about Alpha. Whether you can run it in a small group with some friends, there's so much resource, so much opportunity. So that's definitely a, a, a very good area to share vision and to grab that vision. So if you want to actually start getting really effective, don't reinvent the wheel. Come and find out how to run an Alpha yourself. And, um, and if you would all pray over the coming five weeks, we've got another five weeks of Alpha. For our guests right now that they come, we've got a Holy Spirit Day away on the 2nd of April. And um, that's three sessions of Holy Spirit teaching. We have praise and worship. And the last one we did a couple of years ago, it was just fantastic. And people were baptized in the Holy Spirit and filled with God and joy. They were overflowing, and those people are still coming to our church, you know, so 18 months later. So pray for Alpha, pray that it stays strong, and also pray that we have more people want to take it on because we can have a bigger and a stronger cutting edge um, through Alpha. So thanks for the opportunity to chat. I'll give you back to Pastor Shane. Awesome. Thank you, John. Appreciate that, mate. Brilliant. Hallelujah. Awesome. Well, we're just about finished, all right? But I need to share a few more thoughts. Is that okay? Um, just also the other aspect of, of pursuing the mandate of discipleship. You know, our, it wasn't shared, but the, we have our youth camp next weekend. And uh, we've been praying for that every Tuesday night. Over in excess of 100 youth so far have signed up to go. 
And so it's going to be an amazing weekend. Our, our youth, uh, excuse me, our children's ministry leader, Cos, uh, was back into the, the, um, the, the primary schools teaching scripture this week as well. We invested in that in 2021, and now we're seeing some great fruit come out of that as well. So very, very encouraged. So that's what we're doing internally uh, in, the, in, in the relation to pursuing our vision for discipleship, uh, uh, where people are living a Christ-centered life, where everyone's welcomed, everyone's discipled, and everyone's needed. We're going to talk a little bit about our mission. Just stand up for a minute, have a little shake. Just go on, give a little. If you want, you can just stretch a bit. Yeah, I'm a bit stiff, actually. It's all that working out. Come on Monday, Alison. I'll be there Monday. Hey, Amen. Now I've got to be. I've said it. Hallelujah. So, what are we doing externally? What's the church up to? Shell Harbour Community Church. What's our What's our mission externally? Well, firstly, our mission statement is this: to glorify God by demonstrating outrageous love for people, for community, and the nations with the compassion and the service and the message of Jesus. That's pretty good. Amen. I reckon that's pretty good right there. If we can pursue our mission in that. Fantastic. For us as a local church, our mantra has been for many, many years, and I believe it's the mantra for every local church as well. If our local church closed its doors tomorrow, would anyone in the community feel the effects of that? Powerful thought, but I believe it should be for every local church. If we closed our doors tomorrow, there would be people in the car park asking the question, why? Because the local church had invested in them in some way. Amen. And so that's our mantra as a local church. If we closed our doors tomorrow, would anyone in the community feel the effects of that? And our mission's been worked out many, many ways. Firstly, it's through our food care. Last year, we provided um, 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 low cost and free food to around 4,000 families. We provided Christmas hampers for families in this last Christmas period. We continue to provide food for Lake Illawarra High School every week. We provide crisis packs every week for people. And now we're open an extra day, not only Thursday as well, but Fridays as well. Our food care ministry is here. If you haven't seen it, you've only heard about it, do yourself a favor. Come in here on a Thursday morning around 11 o'clock and just look at the people that come and are blessed are prayed for and encouraged and also given practical help as well. It's a powerful thing that we're doing to pursue that mission. Amen. Another thing as well, this is something that we want to revisit again. Uh, We're pursuing this year the Ministry of Destiny Rescue. I'll talk a bit briefly about that. Did you know that 40 million people are caught up in modern day human trafficking? 40 million people every year are caught up in human trafficking and 25% of those are children. 10 million kids a year are being trafficked. Absolutely disgusting. In the past five years, 89 89 million people experienced some form of modern slavery for periods of a time ranging from a few days to a whole five-year period. Women and girls are disproportionately affected by modern slavery, accounting for 71% of total victims. Amen. That's why we want to support, again, the Ministry of Destiny Rescue. What is Destiny Rescue? Destiny Rescue exists to find and rescue children from sexual exploitation and help them to stay free. I love that. Destiny Rescue's vision is to play a leading role in ending the sexual exploitation of trafficking and children. Last year, Destiny Rescue rescued 2,386 rescues. They made 2,386 rescues. 70% of those were kids. We said before, it's tragic. 
So that's why we want to support Destiny Rescue and revisit that whole vision and that whole purpose of who they are and what they're about. I believe that this should be one of the most forefront things in our minds as a local church and as local Christians, as Christian people. I believe with all of my heart, it should be. So I really want to encourage you with that. Um, On June the 19th this year, we have a fundraiser that will be here on a Sunday night and we'll be doing our best to raise as much money as we can to support the work of Destiny Rescue. So that'll be June the 19th. There'll be lots more information that'll come out about that. But we want to get back into supporting this incredible ministry of saving people that are being exploited. I think it's so important that we do. In May, we're going to have Destiny Rescue and the team come and they're going to spend a Sunday with us. I think it's around the middle of May, somewhere around there. But they'll be coming and talking to us more about all the work that Destiny does and how we as a people can get involved in that. So I do encourage you with that. Amen. Another area that we love is Sprouts. Amen. As our director, Ruth, there does an amazing job in Sprouts. Sprouts started in 2019. It was the beginning of 2019. We arrived in 2018. 2019, we had a, uh, a, 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 a board meeting, a management meeting here in the church. One of the men that's still here is here. It's David. And uh, we had this meeting at the beginning of 2019. We walked outside. We closed the door. I just looked up and I said, I believe that one day we're going to have a colorful and a bright long day care center here on site in the local church. Now, that was a pipe dream back then because we had $1.45 million of debt. We were paying eight to $10,000 interest a month just on the, just on the, um, on the, uh, on the loan, it wasn't principal, it was just interest. It was a massive amount of money. That was a pipe dream. But here we are 14 years later, and we are now in the process of expanding our long day care center from 66 places to 96 places over the course of next year. Amen. So we're going to go from 66 to 96, and already we have waiting lists on rooms, and there is so much need. We have thousands of people that are about to move into our marina um, complex over there, and the church is so well positioned to continue to provide what we believe is one of the most amazing environments for children anywhere in the world. Amen. I'm just Big statement, I know. But you hear my heart this morning. So we're so excited about that. I could talk about CityServe. We'll be revisiting that during the course of the year. I wanted to touch on Vanuatu. We've been ministering in the nation of Vanuatu. Remember our mission for outrageous love for the community and the nations of the world, reaching them through our acts of kindness and the message of Jesus. Well, we've been involved in Vanuatu for the last seven years, and our, our, our mandate for that has been empowering the Nivans to win their nation for Christ. We've sent aid through cyclones, built community centres, renovated churches, ran medical and eye clinics, and doing all we can to be a blessing to the people. At the end of last year, we raised $17,000 to build our new roof for a couple that are long-term missionaries in Luganville in Vanuatu, and we were able to raise that $17,000. I think it was, and that roof is being built as we start to speak now. So encouraged with that. Weekly, every week now, we support Lou and Jay, who are the missionary couple, so every week financially we commit to them. We also financially support uh, David George and his wife who are on Tanner Island. That's the bottom island, uh, uh, Tanner Island, beautiful island where the volcano is. We support financially the pastor there, and also we support Salatil uh, Vivac, who is in Vila. He's the, uh, the 
the standing national chairman as well. So we support Vanuatu, not in just practical ways, but in financial ways as well and spiritual ways. And we so look forward to sending teams back there as soon as we possibly can. Come on. So lastly, just to finish this morning, we also support a gentleman called Bruce Hills. Many of us would know Bruce Hills. Um, Bruce Hills will be here in, uh, uh, in April. I believe it's the 3rd of April, but we'll have some more information next Sunday about that. But Bruce leads up an organization called World Outreach. We support Bruce on a weekly slash monthly basis as well as a local church. As our church gives, we give out as well. Isn't that healthy? As you bring in your tithe, we send out the tithe and some as well. Hallelujah. So I encourage you with that. But World Outreach, World Outreach is described as a global community that exists to evangelize and disciple unreached people groups, equipping them to disciple their own and other people as well. Amen. You know, as we start to conclude this morning, I still believe that the greatest days of the church are still ahead of us. I believe that with all of my heart. In fact, I love this scripture, 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 9. It says, I has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And friends, that's just not talking about the hereafter. Hallelujah, how amazing that will be, amen? But I believe that God has so much for us to experience in this present time as well. And we need to get a hungry heart. We need to keep fostering a desire for more of the presence of God. And we need to start crying out as we wait on God and allow him to fill, fill here us with his spirit as we can go out and touch other people as well. So I believe that with all of my heart, the greatest days are still yet ahead. Still yet ahead. Today as I conclude, before we open up the altars to pray a blessing over families, over individuals this morning. Today I want to send out the challenge to everyone to get involved, to become a part of the answer to changing our world. I believe it's astounding what we can achieve together. Come every Sunday. Amen? One of our values that we've been looking at, reflecting on. It says, we are not a church of consumers or spectators. We are a church where every member is empowered and encouraged to use their gifts to serve and strengthen the whole community. Amen? I encourage you today. There is so much room for you. There is so much room for us. There is so much room for we to be able to serve and use the gifts that God has entrusted to us. Amen. So I encourage you, up on the screen there, there should be a, uh, an email address if you'd like to ask some questions, if you'd like to know a little bit more, if you'd like to ask what it means to get involved in a particular area of the church, you can go there and find out. Amen. So in a moment's time, we're just going to open the altar, altar up. and We have this opportunity, this time of, of anointing, this time of blessing where we would just love to simply trust God and, and ask God for his blessing upon every person in the building and also for those who are at home. We'll pray for you in a moment as well. But just to trust God for his anointing to continue to be upon our lives and that he would continue to empower us in the things that he's calling us to in this year. Amen. So in a moment's time, the children are going to come back in. 
And what we'll do, we'll have some people here. We'll have someone there, someone there, and someone there. And you can just come, and we would just simply love to anoint you with oil, number one, and to pray a blessing over you, number two. Amen. This is just such a significant thing that we get to do every year. Amen. Except with COVID. COVID, yeah. This year we can. Amen. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you're not wearing masks anymore? Amen. I'm just waiting for Vanuatu to open up. I'm just like, come on, the minivans, hurry up. We want to get back there in Jesus' name. It's been over two years now since we've been there. And you know what? Truly, I, I wish I could take you all there. Honestly, they are the most amazing people and we have the most amazing privilege of ministering to them. So once it opens up, we will start getting as many teams as we can back there. Amen. And uh, do that and uh, just give people an opportunity just to see um, them in their communities, in their villages. But also, more importantly as well, to see their astounding faith. They are just the most amazing, amazing people. Sean, can you give me a little update, mate, how they're going? Do I need to sing a song firstly? I'm happy to do that. Well, I could sing unending songs of how you saved my soul. Well, I could... Oh, forget the words. <laughs> Parents, if you want to just grab your children as they come in, if you need to, just do that. And uh, the team's going to lead us. So what we'll do is we'll just have a time. We'll, we'll worship together. And as you feel to come and, and bring your family, yourself, down to the altar, then some people will be here to pray for you and just to believe God. And I would encourage all of us, please come, receive prayer, Receive the blessing of heaven. Amen. That's what we're believing God for today in Jesus' name. So